Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 74 of the Guitar Stories Podcast. I'm Andy Ferris, and uh, right there, that very good-looking man is Mr. Daniel Getke. Sorry, Dr. Daniel Getke. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, Mr. Ferris. It's good to be back. It's, after... it's Dr. Ferris to you. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. After it is good week. to be back. Yeah. 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 How are you doing? You are the reason we've we've been away for a little bit because your health has been uh, questionable. Yeah, definitely. I picked up the uh, how, how um, David called it the Rona, Morona. and uh, the Rona has been pretty rough to me. Actually, making me uh, celebrate my birthday in bed last week. Happy birthday to me. me. <laughs> so I, I felt bad wishing you a happy birthday. I was like, have a birthday. Yeah, it felt like that. But at the end of the day, it's okay. After like three, four days, it was it was much better, and the kids are doing well again. So, Good. yeah, it's it's okay. But it's still an experience I would have liked to avoid at any cost. But yeah, what shall I do? Welcome back to the land of the healthy. Yeah, thank you very much. And back to the to the world of podcasting, right? Yes, what podcasting, traveling, working, you know, enjoying yeah. guitars yeah. and things. Yeah, we have beer fest here in Neustadt. So Franconian beer fest with the big mugs. And, you know, if you order one beer, you get one liter and all of that. So we already went there for, for lunch break, which is pretty wild. And, that that uh, explains your your eyes are a little droopy today. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that drool sliding out the side of your face. If you sit, sit straight, you know, they'll come out of both sides. That'd be much more useful. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. It was a, one of those drummer jokes, you know. Yeah. Dan, can I tell you about my day? Because I had a marvelous morning. Absolutely, uh, please. I, I had a um, way before I was operating as the guitar geek and lived in Austria and did that. I was living in England, my, my home country. I was a community musician. Mm -hmm. And I think I may have mentioned it on the show and on the channel a few times where I, it's kind of like a music therapist, but you get paid less. So you go around and you bring music to children that uh, maybe need something in their lives that life isn't giving them. And uh, this morning I did that, but at my daughter's school. And um, I was there in the class with a range of six, or, yeah, six to 11 uh, age of pupils. And we just made music. And I took, I took my telly, I took my bass, I took the Boss Katana, I took the Spark, I took the Boss Cube Street, I took a looper pedal, I took a microphone, took an ukulele, hang on, what else did they take? I, I took an acoustic guitar, I took loads of, basically a bus full of gear for these kids, and I just kind of, on a, on a percussion box, and I just kind of put it on the floor, I and mean, we just went wild for two and a half hours. It was Sweet. amazing. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel rejuvenated, man. It, it's like, yeah. It was a, it was a one of those. Oh yeah, that's why I play guitar moments. Yeah. You know, yeah, I hear really you hundred percent. Every every time I, I make music with with my girls, it's it feels pretty similar to that. You kind of just like you said, you feel rejuvenated, and it's just an experience that you don't that you don't have on an everyday basis. So if, it, it creates those yeah. kind of moments. You know, those moments moments that are very special and that you remember for probably the rest of your life. So that's cool. Yeah, I I got to see kids. Uh, trying to understand the physics of what they were doing with the guitar. I was like, just take the guitar yeah. and do whatever you want. And uh, I could see their, their brains like, oh, okay, do that. And that 
that, that does that. It was really interesting to watch and how different children uh, were, say, more proficient at one skill and, and then others were more proficient at another skill and others, they just all really enjoyed it, I think. And, uh, um, yeah, it was really fun to to experience them experiencing that. So yeah. if anyone has kids and you don't play music with them, go do it. It's really fun. Even if, But don't tell them they're rubbish because they are. They're awful. They're bloody awful. <laughs> Terrible. But you're not supposed to tell them that. No, no. But that's, I think that's a fun part about experiencing something for the first time. You know, it, it would be so cool to experience certain bands or certain instruments or certain oh, yeah. other. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, a special moment. The first time you heard, like, I don't know, Stairway to Heaven, the solo or the first time you heard uh, Nirvana, for instance. <sighs> There's no no chance for a second time. Right. It's just that's true. just got to embrace that memory. So that's true. Yeah. Or self-induced amnesia might help. Maybe by going to the beer fest. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> let's say hello to the people in the chat before yeah, we bring please. in our beautiful guest for today. We've got Sarangs in the chat. Hello, Sarang. Um, we've got Melodify. We've got Jules. <clears throat> I'm going to attempt this. Diakonogianis. That is a cracking name. Well done. Uh, Yen Jensen Speakers. Hello, Jensen Speakers. Hey. <laughs> if you are actually Jensen Speakers. If you're Jensen Speakers, prove it. Um, Poo Ninja is here. Hey, Poo. Uh, the, what else? Uh, Studio Camille. Welcome back to the world of YouTube, by the way, Studio Camille. If, you, if you're actually back, if not, then sorry for spoiling it. Uh, Stefan Gruber. Stephen, Stefan. Gary O'Neill. He says, poor Dan. Oh, you got a bit of sympathy there. I might have missed, missed out on that one. <laughs> Larry is there. East Bay Barry. I love usernames that have like a what seems like an interesting story behind them. But I bet that's an interesting story. Um, who else have we got? Let's go through. We had um, someone asked me about the guitar behind me. Yes, it is a Yamaha Samurai uh, Flying Banana. So whoever that was, yes, it is. Um, and I dig it hard. And it's, <laughs> yeah. If you know what it is, then you know what it is. If you don't, then go look it up. Uh, the SGV 300. Dan. Mr. Ferris. Our guest this evening is, dare I say, one of my favorite people in the world. And he's just an all-round top bloke mm -hmm. and a great guitar player. And he knows what he's talking about. And he has, I don't know, oodles of things to add to the show. We are very lucky to have Chris Barocci on the show tonight. I can see him backstage. He's covering his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. It's okay, Chris. We did book the right guest. I am talking about you. <laughs> um, Dan, do you want to also say nice things about Chris? Or should we just Absolutely. bring him in? And... Absolutely. Incredible. Nice chap. And I think it's one of the few times where we had someone on the show who's a YouTuber who works in the industry and who's also a credible musician. So like a do it all kind of person right who, who can basically do everything and i, lo I love what he does also when it comes to uh, the the art of luthery of, of creating guitars building guitars improving on guitars so uh, yeah he's a very special person and it's, it's pretty wild to have him on the show and be able to touch on all those subjects so i'm, I'm very psyched what the show will bring yeah we, the show has gravitas this week you know we've got Absolutely. i feel confident that our guests can deliver and there's gonna be no pressure on him whatsoever 
to say the right things at the right time. <laughs> um, so you might know him from the Toma Guitars and Basses channel. You might know him from the Chris Barocci channel. You might know him from just hearing sweet, sweet music around the world and it being him playing a Butterscotch Telecaster. It is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mr. Chris Barocci. Hello, Chris! Hey, hey everyone. I am uh, I'm all sweaty and <laughs> borderline <laughs> crying here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're, um, yeah, you're just awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, most of that is not true, in case you were wondering. And uh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> one day. Maybe one day but I will agree, but I, I cannot see that happening in the next couple of years. <laughs> we can add modesty so, uh, to that list of high accolades. Uh, yeah. um, no, it's, can it's we just... um, self Sorry, But before, before we move on, I need to say yes. that I absolutely love what you guys are doing. I mean, I love you guys anyhow, you know that, but this show is just every now and then i don't plan on watching it and then i'm just scrolling through whatever social platform i'm on at yeah. the moment whether it's youtube or instagram or, or facebook and just see the the post that is happening i'm like ah oh, yeah i just you know just take five minutes and just look what's happening how the guys are doing and then yeah one and a half hours later i'm like i i should so sleep come on can you <laughs> shut up please i cannot stop watching it I love it. I love it. You, your <laughs> guests you. are awesome. You guys are hilarious and knowledgeable. And I absolutely feel humbled to be on here with you in, in this lovely company. So, oh. so all I can add to your uh, <laughs> statements and whatever. Absolutely love the show. My, can I get I'm a shirt? I'm going to turn my camera off for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can still see you. Come on back. Put, put your hand away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the totally. fun part is Chris said after one one and a half hours he just you know looks at the watch and figures out, oh wow, it's already so late. That's actually when the guest joins the show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the intro. And then yeah. you That's kick when the off. banter ends and then yeah, everything we kick off from there. Yeah. We have some long uh, shows and I think our longest recently was Phil McKnight. I think that's, yes. that's been the, the, that was a marathon show where Dan and I just sat there and, and just enjoyed the sheer awesomeness. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, me too, we'll on the other end. Add this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too, on the other end. The... I, I was like, oh, oh man, I, this will never end, but I don't mind it. <laughs> I will say, um, if we have any questions for Chris, Chris is here to answer questions, hopefully, and requests and things like that. Um, wait a little bit. I will pin your message into a little favorites uh, area. But if I'm not asking a question, then it's because I'm, I pinned it and we'll do it when we, you know, when we actually really interview Chris, we get down to the nitty gritty, we put the spotlight yeah. on him and demand real truths. Um, can we do an audio check? People that tune into the show regularly, we, we had some hot audio earlier. Um, let us know if the audio is fine. Yeah, yeah. Kind, I was be, the be one kind. distorting and being a little bit too loud, uh, apparently. Maybe we fixed it, I think. And with we, I mean Andy. <laughs> I was really good at looking at him fixing stuff. A process I, I, we're not going to go into that. Okay, wonderful. Awesome. Um, nice. Hello, Cranar, by the way. Welcome to the show, Cranar. And uh, April, hello. Thank you. And, and Will, hello, Will. Right, boys and girls and everybody else and animals and all those sorts of inanimate objects that tune into the show, we've got to talk about some, some news which is uh, weird. Fender have joined the metaverse. 
Right. And it's called the Stratoverse. And I'm not fully sure I support the metaverse. I'm going to kick off with that. This sort of online world that exists online where we kind of already have that, but you can then exist only online. And now they've, they've put guitar in there, which must make it better, but could make it worse. <laughs> Did either of you have any, have any thoughts on this before I, I go further into explaining what it is and, and possibly why it is? Go for it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do it by doing this. Valeria's comment. Burn it! Burn it now! Lol. <laughs> Valeria, you summed up uh, my old man opinion of this. But it's um, there's a Strataverse, a virtual experience online for Horizon Worlds, which is an online place where you can exist. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't really get it. I haven't tried it out. I don't have access to it. But you can search a world to find guitar chords represented by sparkling colored fender picks but once a pick is unlocked it becomes available to anyone in the world back at the riff maker i feel like i'm watching a shit lord of the rings right now yeah i mean it says it's it's, it's it has been created for a advertising event for the creative com uh, communications industry so it's basically just a blown up commercial right of course i mean everything is right yeah. now i'm 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 repping this shirt yeah <laughs> but but just the other day i was watching the latest season of upload and I th if you think about metaverse in such a in such a sphere where people can actually be uploaded before they die so that their consciousness and, and their being is kind of transferred into the ai and being represented there i think that makes you know that creates a completely different image of what could be possible at some point sure because matter i love that show is, you know yeah it's amazing you know but you turn no, I, older and you die at the end of the day and matter will just vanish at some point but maybe there's some way to kind of all those bits and pieces those kind of electrical spots here to, to get these into translated into into the metaverse that would be cool if you had an e andy and e chris and e dan and we could do the <laughs> podcast on an everyday basis right just babbling can, you, can you imagine if they didn't quite manage to upload us, but they took our personalities and consciousnesses from the Guitar Stories podcast show? What, what how ridiculous we would be in that <laughs> online world! Yeah. You're great. Everybody's really great. Guitars are great. This is weird. That, that would be me. <laughs> oh, a fuzz pedal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuzz. I'd just Another be walking around pedal. going fuzz, 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 yeah. fuzz. <laughs> I've got a graphic to show for the Strat Strataverse, just in case you're watching the video version. I have no idea what that re relates to. I, I kind of want to try it, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably unfair to to find it ridiculous or whatever without trying it out. But I cannot help myself. I guess I'm also too old and I enjoy reality too much to want to escape it in a way or, or sort of extend it in a way. I think that's way more fair to say. But I totally get it. I mean, you know, that's why we had all these World of War, uh, War, uh, Warcraft and all these uh, games, online games, where people just went nuts and sort of stopped existing in the real, you know, uh, universe and um, and pretty much lived their lives there and found friends there and everything. And um, it's yeah, questionable if it's healthy for the soul, <laughs> but it definitely helped a lot of people who were just not having a very good time. Mm -hmm here and then you know true. gave them that amount of joy and success mm -hmm. and sort of a different experience that they never had the chance to live here so 
I don't think it's all bad, but I personally would not be able to care less about something like this. <laughs> but imagine the following, Chris. If, if you, you have a fan base all around the world, and not everyone can come to your workshop to see you in, either in Germany or visit you somewhere else, but if you had like a virtual workshop where a virtual Chris would be, and then people could just walk in from all over the world, how amazing would that be, right? <laughs> It depends on the experience of the person who. Yeah, we're not talking about real person. It's like, oh yeah. my god, that's. Uh, I thought he's not like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, house house rules should be the same in the in the metaverse compared to to the real life. Because if someone you know gives you gives you a hard time at home, you just kick him out, right? So that, that should be the same in the metaverse. If someone's a troll, you just you know kick him in the nuts and tell him never come back. That's what I do with people in my house if they go and they give me a hard time. <laughs> what do you want? Which invoice? Get out of here. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, I mean, this is one of the big advantages that there are no borders. It's like that 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 big universe that's that kind of that's completely unrelated to 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 real life uh, borders and real life to physics and and whatever. It's just like bi one big universe that you that everyone is in and, and you yeah. and basically borders are defined there and not in reality and i, I don't know I don't, I don't find it too ridiculous i just think it needs a good use and so far it's all just bells and whistles and all games and all kind of a very pseudo pseudo use that, that yeah, bring about. yeah. i, I so. think this is more a gadgety thing and it, it yeah. aims for a really young generation i guess mm -hmm. like if you're 12 you know and you are just out of the age of barbies and whatever and you discover music and you find uh, VR uh, glasses and all that 3D, you know, um, extended reality awesome, which mm -hmm. I totally get. Like my kid is only seven and he's all into it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet. No, not please. Not now. <laughs> I, I totally get it. It's it's legit and it, it will find its audience, but it's just not us, I guess. We are, you know, we, we I... discovered the real thing and we have enough stuff in our lives that matter a lot. So it we don't really have the time or the interest in in putting more and more things in our lives that will just eventually take all our energy from what we are doing right now and we kind of enjoy it so um yeah i i think it really depends on the well first of all age and your 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 situation you're in mm -hmm. if if it's uh if it's cool yeah and I it's think what it, what definitely it addictive is, and it's scary what it might <laughs> do is is bring some respect back to social media because it's very easy like we see on the youtube world and more more so facebook where people can be even though their name is on the screen which is really worse they can be really disrespectful and downright rude and cruel and maybe if people were experiencing like if you could actually punch someone in the virtual world that's what i'm trying to say if you could actually go get out and smack them one not that i advocate violence but there are some times <laughs> when you think just a little flick just let me flick them a little bit If that mm -hmm. was possible, then then maybe people would be more respectful. Uh, I've I've seen I've seen the key for me to like this kind of uh, metaverse thing more. <laughs> Alexis guitars. <laughs> you see that comment? Yeah, the Televerse. Like, like if it. it was the Televerse instead. <laughs> he knows me. He knows me too good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the day I'd, I'd buy a, a VR, uh, whatever, glasses uh. and. Yeah, Google. I, I'm looking reality. forward to to Google glasses. So like like Putin just said, like if someone is is, is like a, a woman, a pretty girl, is is telling you something, go on. You have a drop down menu, and then you can you can actually decipher it. You know. <laughs> you mean like Google Translate? But for yeah, flirting. but like for flirting, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, 
again, okay. too old for that. Okay. Too, done it already. Been there, done it. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, that, that ship has sailed. Was, wasn't it wasn't it Chris's employer Toman who already had that sort of AR uh, or VR experience where actually a guy in the store would use some sort of camera or glasses and would go and, and try out certain uh, guitars and you would experience yeah. that? Was that something that yeah, Toman yeah. was doing? Yeah. That, that's actually something that is uh, apparently really common in, uh, I guess, China, but most probably Japan as well, like nations which oh, wow. are way more ahead in, in these kind of like online <laughs> shopping and, and all these kind of experiences. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think, where the, the whole thing started. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's, it, I'm not sure if it's still an option. Uh, I think it's thanks to the current state of um, mostly German, but I would say European internet connection and uh, devices that people have it was just not working because most of the time people didn't have like a microphone on their laptop or yeah, whatever yeah. or just didn't couldn't find which knob to to <laughs> click and it's it sounds weird for someone who's young but that's yeah. mostly that's you know technical issues and difficulties on mm. the user side not on the the, the systems side it, mm. it was pretty cool I, I had a couple of customers with that thing as well everyone had like a, a couple of you know days or hours where it's your thing to you know pick okay. up the phone and have the uh the gimbal with there and just walk around <laughs> and show that amp and someone wanted to hear the uh whatever marshall amp and i went in the amp room put down the, the gimbal with the phone <laughs> turned it to my direction it's like okay cleaner distorted yeah distorted and play a little it's like you probably don't hear a lot of it because <laughs> that's <laughs> you know yeah. but it was an experience and he really enjoyed yeah. it and um, you know and he got inspired to get probably the right gear for him so Right. It's an awesome idea. Uh, the technical side is is where the limitations are yeah, still, yeah. which is ridiculous in 2022. Yeah. I still wonder how you want to judge between an AB comparison of two M's if you have to judge it through the phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear that. Yeah, yeah. Much, much better. Much more mids. Great. Dan, Dan, yeah. Chris, and I, well, and you to an extent, are YouTubers. Yeah. People do that. People do this daily. <laughs> <laughs> But that amp, that amp sounds really tinny. What are you listening through? On my phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, yeah. really. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But you let's yeah, let's you um let's that. stay with the online guitar world by talking about Metallica and Musician. You might know Musician if you're on YouTube often because they bombard the advertising section with <laughs> um, enabling you to learn certain instruments. And I'm going to come straight out and say I don't think it's that bad. I've tried it. I think it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. yep, Haven't really. tried Metallica yet, but Musician itself pretty good way of learning yep definitely sort of almost guitar hero like interface yeah, but with bouncing real sync, kind of. somewhere between guitar hero and tabs and karaoke mm -hmm. yeah Perfect. with the little ball that's jumping yeah. around on the chords right, right? Yeah. yeah 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 you got to get used to it but then i think it's pretty similar to reading tabs it's just funny like how they how they promote it don't learn to play metallica play with the tally car stuff like yeah. that it's just like, like the whole the yeah. whole promotional side of things is so way over the over the top it's like the whole, yeah. the whole production level is is immaculate but still kind of funny so i think after after we have been punished for a long time with do you want to play blue solos i show you how to play blue solos now it's don't play like metallica play with metallica <laughs> well i i choose the second one if i <laughs> sure sure I'd love uh, to play working, you can learn here are the songs you can learn enter sandman nothing else matters one fade to black welcome home sanitarium and for whom the bell tolls 
But Ooh, what it does, there's a again, Dan, it's a bit over the top. This uh, musicians will have the opportunity to learn how to play Metallica straight from the people that wrote all the tracks in the first place. It's pretty mm. cool, I think. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't get pricing because that seemed to be pretty uh, under wraps. But you get a seven-day trial, so I, I'm not going to link to it because yeah. there's no affiliates or anything. So you know, mm. sod it. But. Uh, <laughs> What I'm going to do is ask you guys to go and try it out, everybody listening and watching, and then come back to us and let us know if, uh, if it's anything worth doing. Yeah. Actually, I thought when uh, I, when you told that it's going to be Metallica, you know, we're going to be talking about Metallica, I thought you were going to mention uh, James Hetfield's um, stage statement a few weeks ago, oh, uh, where where he really had like a... It, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, because that's a bit of a deep dive in a, you know, an emotional roller coaster. But I found that pretty awesome, actually, to be honest. Uh, as cheesy as it might sound, if it's just a story someone tells, but that's I think why people love James Hetfield so much because he would just stand on stage and say whatever the hell is going on. If, if it's can you if it's can you paraphrase that, what he said? Yeah, the thing is that he went on stage and I, I'm not sure if it was like at the beginning, right at the beginning of the show or somewhere around the beginning, he told like um, before he went on stage, he felt like super down, like down, down, like he felt old. He felt like uh, not doing whatever he wants to do good enough and not being able to, to give everything that he would want from himself. And he felt really down because of that. And then the, the rest of the band uh, just went, you know, gave him a, a big hug and told like, dude, whatever is going on on stage, whatever is happening with you, I'm behind you. Like, you're not alone. And don't ever feel that we're going to be like thinking, oh, oh, look at him again. And and he was he was like, you know, all back at it again and, uh, and went on stage and, and probably had a good show. I'm not sure about that, but the fact that uh, a person like him uh, is also just a normal human being and has his downs and ups and everything and, and has the courage to go on stage and admit it, I think that's, uh, that's super important. Because uh, especially now, obviously, and this is so, so obvious, I, I should be called Captain at this point. Uh, with the corona and pandemic and everything, so many people um, got you know lonely and just really depressed in a way like sort of everything seemed pointless and uh, i think it's this is a very important message um i found this super cool i was like dude you're you're too cool <laughs> to be a human being i love this dude so much i'm talking about james hetfield yeah so incredible yeah yeah it's it's also because he's a a very strong masculine figure as well yeah and oh, yeah. for that to have that come from a, a strong masculine figure is really important to show that um it's not all about what's coming out the front it's what's inside and yeah totally yeah it it it, it touched me and I, I it's really hard for me not to go to straight to, to some kind of joke about wire pedals or something because it's a, obviously <laughs> a, a comedic deflection but um yeah it, it it touched me and i was like okay Damn, I need to go and play some Metallica. You know, I have respect more than anything. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so I did. Sweet. What do you play? Enter Sandman, of course. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And, That's a good one. and uh, give me fuel. Oh, Turn on fire. <laughs> give me that much. <laughs> 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 
I don't do a good James Hetfield, but I, that that song is just every time that fires me up. Excuse mm-hmm. the, the pun. Um, cool. Yeah. So if they want to join with musician, I genuinely think they're doing something good, and I think they're going to get some negativity for this because of musician just stuffing their marketing down people's throats. But I, I believe, firstly, musician is actually pretty good. Not being paid to say that yet. And secondly, I think Metallica joining. Why not? More guitar players. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think I mean, times are changing. Is. And Sorry, sorry. Go for it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, times are changing and kids want to learn differently. I mean, I see it on my, my kiddo. Uh, he just started learning uh, keyboard. He's a huge Rammstein fan. I don't know why. I mean, you know, and he wants to <laughs> tweak LFOs and uh, what? sample awesome. stuff. Crazy. And um, oh. and he started learning keyboard like with a teacher and everything. And, uh, and he told him to uh, practice with a metronome. Uh, so he obviously went on youtube typed in 100 bpm and hit enter and or whatever tapped on whatever search and he had a drummer playing 100 bpm for him and he just put it on the, the uh, piano and started learning and was like what <laughs> you know kids are different and um yeah. and it's cool to give them options and 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 show the the joyful play style of learning and mm-hmm. um and get them going get them you know fall in love with it sure yep. sure cool. I just want to say that I, I totally um, appreciate that they kind of collaborate with with musician because it kind of opens you know new avenues for players that have no relation to, to tabs or they can't read no or buy those tab books or can't read um, notes or those those kind of things. Every every opportunity for people to learn that stuff and get like a connection to this great band is just something I highly appreciate and uh, I think that's. You know, back in the day when they were hating on Napster, everyone was giving Metallica shit. But nowadays, everyone is is kind of criticizing Spotify for only paying, you know, fractions yeah. of a cent f- for every single you know uh, play. And uh, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure that that uh, Metallica will get a, a lot of uh, backlash for that musician corporation. But maybe in f- three or five years from now, there will be hundreds of artists that cooperate with either musician or other. Uh, other other app, apps that that kind of offer those kind of tuition uh, functions. So I don't I don't yeah. see anything wrong about that. Yeah, I think it's a, a natural progression. And Correct. the golden rule is: if you don't like it, then you don't have to buy it, watch it, listen to it, or mm. be you know exposed to it. Just click yep. away. Yeah. Except no, I, I wasn't talking to people watching the show. Don't click away. I was talking about <laughs> the app. In fact, never click away. <laughs> um, <laughs> We need to talk about some gear, gentlemen, because yeah. it's been like three weeks since the show, and I'm getting itchy from not talking about gear for, for three weeks and, and having opinions and stuff. So uh, we have three picks this week. Uh, we have uh, some Bioboro Burn coming your way, so get ready. Uh, we've had, we have three weeks of gear to talk about as well, so we've condensed it into three things. And... Um, Chris, as you're the guest, you can choose who goes first. Would you like your gear pick, Dan's gear pick, or my gear pick first? No I'd way. love to have Dan first. All right. Should, do go. I get to let's, choose let's the full Dan's order? That's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Why not? Dan, then, uh, then... Let's, let's, let's go from right to left. Dan, me, <laughs> Andy. All right. Deal. I'll have forgotten that in a minute, but let's do it. All right, roll it. Uh, 
I love that tune. Big of the week. It's so catchy, isn't it? Dance. Dance. Yeah. And I always want to say dance, like dance. Dance, dance. yeah. Dance. Oh, dance. I never thought about that. Dance. Right. Like that. I want. I want to dance with somebody. Version. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dance, dance with somebody. Kind of vibes, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. come on, come on! Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, itching. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm getting all, all right. sick. All right, I was I was itching for my my pick of the week for probably three years, so. because um, there were there was a time back in the day when I was on tour with a fine gentleman called Andy Timmons, and I was kind of admiring his his tones, and he was you know running it through a Strymon timeline and the settings they were crazy, and he told me yeah, you know he actually would like to give away the secrets to his tone. He wants to open that that kind of chest and, and, and opened that treasure box to everyone but there was no such pedal available uh all those delay pedals were either super uh super vintage and therefore not really road road worth uh, road worthy anymore or they were very complicated like the Strymon timer where you actually need a phd to to kind of program it so his vision and, and this is something visions or you know those kind of goals to create something it's always something i admire because there's an actual use for a musician and that certain product that he or she comes up with is something that they use in the first place and then every everyone else can actually decide mm-hmm. if they if they gravitate towards it or not so he wanted to create a pedal that actually encapsulates his very tone and uh, it is the Keeley Halo pedal which uh, came out last week and uh, it's actually the Andy Timmons dual echo it has <laughs> what are you laughing at it has two separate two separate delays, and um, the pedal offers I think up to fifteen hundred milliseconds of delay time. You have those uh, dotted eight settings, quarter, uh, bucket br- brigade, tape uh, delay. It's crazy, but the, the the actual cool thing about it is that you have a preset that's actually Andy's, so you have tone in the box, and this is what I have been waiting for so long. Because I started with the Memory Mans and I started with the Strymon, and I never really got it to 100% where I wanted it to be. And now I'm looking forward to trying out the Halo pedal because I think, oh, I hope that this will be 80 in a box, and I just need to work out the chops and forget about the tone. <laughs> I love listening to you talk about things you love. <laughs> yeah, no, really, really. You can tell it's like all the heart, all of the big heart yeah. is right yeah. in there, in every word. And I love listening to that. I, I am so proud of you, and I was this close to choosing this pedal. Oh wow! For, for this uh, pick. Okay. It, I'm so looking forward to trying it because, yeah. uh, first of all, Andy is one of my favorite guitar players ever, and uh, his tone is just is probably the biggest um, influence in in mm-hmm. my uh, progression of of hunting guitar tones and uh, his way of using delays is just the number one and uh i i had the chance to talk to him have an interview a couple of weeks ago and he had this mm-hmm. pedal on the board and he was not allowed to say anything about it and i was like <laughs> guessing is it gonna be a jhs is it gonna be a keely is it gonna be a boss is it gonna be a what is it <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. i was like come on tell me and uh, it's looking really really promising i want to try it for sure Cool, cool. So now I I really hope that Andy has a really bad choice because I need to burn something and I don't want to burn mine. I don't want to burn Dan's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this could be war. This could be war. It is on. 
So he didn't he didn't talk about the whole, the panel at all when you had the chance to interview him. No, no, he just told uh, that it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be out of the box. His kind of tone. It's gonna be a dual delay, but that's okay. it. Like not if it's a tape delay type and an analog delay type. If right. it's modulator or not, the the yeah. footprint, the the brand, obviously none none of that. And I was like, oh. Uh, okay. So what did you talk about then? Just the album then? Just, just uh, yeah, yeah, the new album, obviously, and and <laughs> just uh, his approach, uh, what he's been doing, and how he kept uh, his motivation happening without the gigs and without all that stuff, and uh, how it was uh, to record um, the new album, which was a very different approach, etc. Et <laughs> you probably know a lot about this because uh, of all the the producer, for example, <laughs> yeah. Mr. <laughs> you Smith. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a really, really cool talk. I mean, Andy is just legend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, legend. Yeah, I'm afraid yeah. now. Uh, I'm going to take that little bit you said. Andy is a legend. I'm just going to play that <laughs> on every show. On the T-shirt, right here. Andy's, he's just a legend. Yeah. You know, Andy. There's a whip. Take what you can get. There's a very big hook with the pedal for me because I had like a resolution that I don't want to buy anything that is. You know, not daily stuff like groceries or something in June. So throughout the whole month of June, I'm not allowed to purchase anything. I made that resolution for myself because I wanted to see how hard it is to kind of not buy a CD or not buy a pedal or not buy a guitar or something like that. So I have to wait at least 10 more days or maybe even a little bit longer to purchase. That was the best month to get Corona then, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is cheating, my friend. That was on purpose, I promise. I'm not going to buy a thing. I'm just going to lie here and complain. Uh. <laughs> okay, two weeks, check. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just Sneaky. one week, though. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think we could be honest, if we're honest, I think we could have all picked the Andy Timmons Halo. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It, it, they're sold out, you know? So they're sold out. Yeah, I think they're, nowadays they're, they're more available. And I'm oh. so digging. I'm I'm so I'm so looking forward to trying it out in stereo mode. You know my my messes, the the various messes, and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Goes goes with that. Say I, I want to stick it through my JC40. Can't wait for that. Ooh. I've been really into JC40 and sickening chorus tones at the moment. It's really nice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, we're gonna move on. We got to move on. Let's go. Uh, you wanted to go, Mr. Chris Barocci next. Chris has and a pick of the week. Is it better, worse, or the same as uh, the Halo? Uh, it's probably uh, on not that obvious choice uh, of mine. Um, you'll see why. And I really, really hope that Andy has a picture because I was a bad boy and I didn't give you one. Ah, Andy, you are a legend. Yes, twice in a show. <laughs> <laughs> And my choice is the um, Two Notes Revolt, which is an amplifier simulation and a preamp, well, three preamps to be honest, uh, and it's all analog, which is very surprising when we're talking about two notes. And uh, there's a guitar and a bass version, and it looks to be pretty simple, pretty compact, and it looks like it sounds really good. <laughs> I know that that's a weird thing to say, but I,
and then it surprises yeah. you and it sounds awesome. And yeah. then there are things that look <laughs> marvelous and then they are just a disappointment when you play them. And this looks like something that's been well thought through and I know products from them and I know that they are really good. So I'm my expectations are high. <laughs> I've never okay. tried it. So I, this this is a blind shooting. You know, I'm like, I'm guessing okay. it's awesome. I don't know, but I, I am really excited about it and I definitely want to try it. I was I was talking to Guillaume the other day. Is are these already available, or was that kind of a pitch at Nam for a release in I don't know Q three Q four soon yes. enough? Yeah, Second I think one, it's soon. more like a late summer uh, autumn kind of thing. Oh, okay. I think, okay. but uh, no confirmation here. I'm, I'm just okay. guessing that it's gonna be more like a an August September thing, maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's uh, not I'm an really obvious Chris. choice. It's Sorry. not an obvious choice because uh, I am very much a, a traditional person. Like, I want an amp. It should be loud. It should have tubes or should sound like if it had uh, tubes and um, and just, you know, analog pedals. And the only digital thing I, I prefer mm -hmm. is like maybe a reverb or a delay and that's it. Uh, but for some reason, I mean, this is analog. So, you know, my snobbiness is, <laughs> is you know, the boxes are checked. But um, it's not a not a traditional choice. But I think this is a very practical thing that could be an awesome backup plan, even if you're an amp player, and an awesome desktop device if you want to record or play at home. And um, and if it sounds that good, then it could be your thing, like your pedalboard amp. And uh, I played one before. I talked to Andy about this, the the amp one, the blue guitar amp one. I played that years ago for years live every weekend twice and I absolutely adored it and was a great little pedal format amp and this this gives me the same vibe and um the sounds I've heard were awesome so mm -hmm. I'm convinced I am convinced to be really excited about it super again Do I, you still? I could have chosen that as well it, it's exciting me to two 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 who knows? Do you still I need a torpedo to 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 be using it uh, at home? This one, no, 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 no. This no, doesn't it's, it's have not an amp, it's an amp, amp simulation. So you would need a power amp with that if you were going to go live. All oh, right, okay. Probably yes. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure about the. Uh, it has a cab simulation though. I've seen that, but it says it's all analog. I'm not sure uh, if the cab okay. sim is also analog. I yeah. don't think so. It's not doing they dynamic great IR or anything stuff. Like that. No, not like the, that, not that would be like amazing, the, right? Like the capture, excuse me. <clears throat> that, would, that would have been go for great. It, go for it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, you don't need a capture or anything like that. It's it's not a. It doesn't have a power amp, and it especially doesn't have a tube power amp. So or mm. like a huge transformer or anything. It, well, it I do remember them saying somewhere, Chris, that the combination of this, uh, the new one, and a cab M plus would be a great pairing. Yeah, that one. And the cab M which plus doesn't have a load box. Digital. Yeah, it's it's oh, uh, cool. a line level pedal yeah yeah so yeah. that leads me to think that it, it does not accept irs and i'm, I'm almost certain hmm. yeah, yeah come at us two notes come at us let us know yeah i mean they probably need show. need some room to have a version 2.0 right <laughs> clever oh how cynical of you how cynical of you daniel <laughs> no it's no, not cynical no. It's realistic. Okay. <laughs> it's also realistic, yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. If someone brings out something new, they are thinking two steps ahead. If they're not, they are not going to be there for long. I, that, exactly. That's how I experienced everything. Whatever we're talking about, cell phones or guitars or cars or whatever, they, they probably think two generations ahead. So, yeah. 
So uh, I would say another few years we're going to get that, but with the IRs, with a power amp in it, it's basically going to be everything you need um, in a little box. Also, the pricing, Chris, is really good on that, I thought. Is it like 349 something like this? I have absolutely yeah. no idea, but it was on around 400 uh, yeah. 399 no, says 399 yeah. 399 yeah. That's... Um, but we're not talking pricing because yeah. because of my pick this week we're not talking about prices so, <laughs> so we're leaving price out of the equation this week and i realized that i've i've dug that hole so damn it yeah he it's was pitching you. he was pitching his choice and i was like seriously <laughs> that's the most expensive one i don't know right. what it's gonna be let me know right. let me know bring it right. bring it it is my turn so strap in My pick of the week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Relax. My pick of the week is a pedal that I've played uh, recently, made a video for it. It is the Beatronics Zombie. It genuinely changed the way I approach guitar playing. Whoa, that's a genuinely. bold statement. Okay. Um, because, first, it's scared the bejesus out of me because I had to make a video and I received it on the day that the video had to be released due to logistic reasons I got the pedal on the day the video had to go out so I'm like okay and they said can you just make a video a genuine video of you unboxing it and trying it for the first time don't read the instructions just plug in and see what happens if there is one pedal that you need to read the instructions for it is this one because there are hidden functions upon hidden functions upon hidden functions okay it's even hard to define what the pedal is but i'll give it a go firstly it's all analog so chris that should make you smile a little bit but uh btronics are calling it a, a multi-effects device with a a filter a wah an lfo there's a, a randomized like step filter there's tremolo there's swells there's overdrive there's fuzz there's a low octave um and there's a cross tremolo as well which plays only half of the uh half of the Imagine the tremolo was in stereo, and then you were hearing only one side. Hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, as, I, as I said, it, it made me rethink everything I was doing, because when I learned something with this pedal, you know, you know when you have a honeymoon period with a pedal, and you love it, and you love the tone, and then you think you've reached everything that pedal's going to give you. And that's sometimes good, because you, you find something you love, be it a good overdrive or, or whatever. This pedal, I've been playing it for over a week now, and I'm still discovering stuff that makes me go, oh, that's good. Oh, that's well. Oh, that's brilliant. You know, and, and I'm still finding things that are, I'm falling even deeper in love with this pedal. Ooh. It is expensive. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that for what I've just said, if you looked at it as a single unit pedal, you'd think that the price of 459 euros is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But you cannot look at it. Yeah. Firstly, they're not trying to sell to everybody. They're, they're trying to sell to a certain type of person who is into a certain type of music uh, and, and creating something. And I totally get that that is a lot of money. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that um, they sent me a pedal and I'm going to pretend that 450 euros is, is oh, everyone should buy it because it's so accessible. It isn't. Mm -hmm. 
However, if you sat and played it and it it turned you on musically or sexually, regardless, um, if for some reason you fell in love with it, um, <laughs> then you would find that money because no other pedal does what that does. You could buy a synth pedal, you could buy a fuzz pedal, an overdrive, but by the time you bought all that, you will have spent 459 euros and more. Uh, more, probably, yeah. yeah. And an expression pedal, you know, you, you can add that to it, which um, opens up another world. It's, I got some Jamiroquai tones from it. I got some, some pure funky clean tones with a wah. I got some nasty, dirty fuzz, very much like the, the Vespa, Chris. Um, so if you, okay. if you like the Vespa, gated, gated. Yeah. Yeah. there is a Vespa tone in this. It's, I know I love fuzz pedals, but this is, this is not a fuzz pedal. This is like a fuzz pedal more. It, it's, it's one of those pedals that if there is a guitar show, like Guitar Summit, for example, and you're, you're there and they have it there, and I believe it will be a Guitar Summit, you absolutely have to try it. it, it mm -hmm. Okay. It's just just so for the sake fun. of experience. Okay. Just for the experience, but be careful. You might then have to find 450 euros from somewhere because it's a very easy pedal to fall in love with. Cool. If you if you had to pigeonhole that into some some musical genres, because I think that makes it easier for people to mm -hmm. kind of get an understanding of what it's good for. What you, what kind of music would you make with that pedal? Like um, like in a real use, not just a YouTuber. I'm going to present a pedal and I'm jamming a little bit, but like real stage use. Firstly, you could base a band around this pedal. You could base a song. You could base an album around this pedal. It oh. is the sort of... Calling it a pedal is unfair. It is a musical creation device. It, it could... You could build a whole project just around... Calling it a pedal is unfair. Okay. However, you could use it as just a tremolo pedal. You could use it as just a wah pedal. You could use it as just a fuzzy or overdrive or distortion pedal. However the real fun starts to happen if you imagine mixing synth with guitar and step arpeggios and sequences but randomized sequences because it's analog mm -hmm. and yeah you could also make absolute noise that is not musical and i can prove that to you because you can watch the outtakes <laughs> of the video that i made where i'm going oh my god this video's got to be out in two hours you know um so it is a pedal that you you need to have an open mind with but musically to answer your question dan you can do some fairly vanilla stuff with it mm -hmm. but you can also do some weird and wacky things that i i have actually i've made a second video or in the process of making a second video where i've created a track that is more uh funk and edm than anything else i've ever done okay so it's as i said i have to go back down and say you just have to try the pedal and Thankfully, there are five presets in the pedal because it can get, you know, um, All right, okay. mm -hmm. uh, unwieldy. Hmm. Interesting. But it, it is, and we discussed this a lot, Dan, it is very polarizing for mm -hmm. several reasons. You know, you either don't like the sound, don't like the price, whatever. Yeah, but it is, yeah. it's unfair to call it a pedal. Okay. Yeah. And do you think it is, I mean, that might be a little bit of a, a bad cop question, but do you think it's, it's, it kind of outprices itself a little bit for a lot of people that might potentially be customers? I think, and maybe it's because I have one, but I'm happy that not everyone will have one because then I can sound like something not many people can sound like. And that's not fair because I didn't buy it. You know, YouTuber sent it to me, paid me to make a video. Okay. Not fair. However, it's like... Oh, God. 
I, I've just, I've thought some awful things, and I'm not allowed. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> just let it out. I'm going to say it because why not? But I'm possibly going to lose subscribers and friends and family for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll stick around. Don't worry. Oh God, this, is, this I don't know. I'm going to say it. Let's see how it feels. Imagine you lived in a really nice area, and you didn't want people that weren't very nice people living in your area, so you paid extra to live in that area. And now that area is a musical area, and you want to keep it elite. It, basically, <laughs> I'm talking about Gibson sort of stuff. You know, Gibson overpriced <laughs> their stuff be, to keep it elite, to keep out the the normals. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Go and play your Epiphones. Yeah. But okay. what I'm saying is, is that there is. Btronics have not artificially inflated this price. They have not said this pedal costs this much because we want it to cost that much. If you look into it, look at the R&D that's gone into it, it needs to cost that much money. And there is so much going on circuit wise and I don't think parts wise, but just the, you know, the graphic designer has outdone himself. Mm. I, I wrote to him on Instagram and said, you've just, you just nailed it on this thing. I realize that I'm probably alienating a lot of people, but I, I, I don't think they've artificially inflated the price. However, there is a point at which some people won't be able to afford it. However, mm-hmm. you don't need it. Mm. <laughs> you really don't. But if you yeah, play it, yeah. I've never talked about a piece of gear so much. If you play it, I'm going to stop. If you play it and you fall in love with it and you find something that musically makes you go, wow, you will find the money. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with guitars, right? If you find a super expensive guitar and you touch it and you think like, ah, I'll never be able to afford it. And then you play and you fall in love with it. Then you start selling three or four other guitars to be finally able to to afford it, right? I, I did it. I did it with my, with my telly, Chris. You remember when yeah. I fell in love yeah. that, that day yeah. when you, I just stuck my hand out. That guitar is the one I would save in a fire. Yeah, yeah. I just and went I out for five it. minutes. I came back in the room to shoot a video and he was like... <laughs> He was broken. He was like, dude, <laughs> look at it. Try it. Is it is it really good? <laughs> Tell me that it's bad. And I was like, it's really good. Sorry, man. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, two I get of my it. friends and, bought the same model. You know, they played my, yeah. and they, I couldn't get yeah. my guitar back from Steve for a few, for about a month, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I bought one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying with the price point. This is um, this has a, a psychological side. If you have a product that you're proud of and it's 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 a good product, and you you put the price point to a point where a lot of people can afford it, it's not gonna be an object of uh, of uh, craving anymore because it's just gonna be something that a lot of people have. You will make more money probably. Uh, if you sell enough to make up for the loss of profit per piece, obviously, but uh, but it's not gonna be a, a, a special item anymore. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, I don't know Ford. A lot of people drive Fords. They are great cars, but does anyone? And that's not true. There are huge fans of Ford, but it's not normally the <laughs> brand you would see on posters, right? You will see yeah. crazy expensive cars on posters. And um, this is pretty much the same thing. If um, 
if I don't know, Apple sold their watches way cheaper because I think they're way too expensive for what they are. If they sold them cheaper, cool people would not be interested anymore. And then the status of that object would be a very different one. It would be just uh, an object that you use because it offers the right features and it mm -hmm. would not be the, the dream you want for Christmas anymore. So I, I think there is a bit of this in it, whether it's conscious or unconscious uh, from Btronics, uh, that they told like this thing is ridiculous. What we created, this is unique and we don't even know what to call it. This cannot be another 250 euro um, pedal. It just cannot be. First of all, yeah. it's a lot of stuff in it, a lot of thoughts in it, and it's just too out of this universe to be normal. So it has to sit somewhere where it it just creates its own little thing and probably um, will lose like 40% of our buyers because they just cannot justify the price. But mm -hmm. it's still going to be one of those pedals that if it's good enough for that, like the tone and, and all the artists that will get inspired by it and will record songs with it, which will become famous, it could become something like those legendary pedals, like in the past, like the Maestro Fuzz with the stones and all those things that are like people were all of a sudden uh, aware of something of a tone. They were like, what is that? Like the Moog uh, keyboard, you know, the synth tones, yeah. you, you know that bass tone immediately if you hear it. And this could be something like that if they're lucky and if the pedal is good enough. I haven't tried it, so I, I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just guessing this, this would be all in my head if I was thinking about the price point of something that's so out of the ordinary. Mm. Yeah. Andy, do you think it's a status symbol? No, because it also has a no, whole no, no, musical no. universe to it, right? No, no as, as, I've, as I've tried to get across, I, I, my bottom line is that um, if you play it and you have to have that sound, you will find the money. Yeah. Um, I've never felt that way about a 30 euro fuzz, for example. I love 30 euro fuzzes, 50 euro fuzzes. I'm like, damn, that's good. But I don't want to show off. But if a 50 euro fuzz was put in front of me, I could probably afford it, you know, um, <laughs> on a good day, on a good day, unless it was the month of June. Um, but I, I, it's uh, just all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be square with you guys. Um, I there are times when I love doing what I do, guitar YouTubing, and there are times where it is a load of work and it's a load of hassle behind the scenes that people don't see and I can complain all day about it. Mm -hmm. However, when I received that pedal, I thought, I've got a pretty cool job here. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't yeah, always right. happen. Some, you know, to, to be t totally straight with you. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, but I'm going to buy some uh, 50 euro pedals now. Just to <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. that makes three very strong competitors for this episode, right? It's gonna be. It's I've gonna never hurt. talked so long about a piece of gear before, ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Show's almost yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, in that case, <clears throat> it's time to buy, borrow, or burn. Buy, borrow, or burn. Uh, that's the sound of me getting punched for recommending a 459 panel. Yeah. Euro pedal. Right, yeah. I am going to guess, I'm going to guess, I, I'm taking the reins here, I'm going to guess so we can move uh, 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 up a bit. I'm going to guess that Dan is going to buy the Andy Timmons pedal because, duh, 
I'm going to guess that he is going to borrow the two notes and he's going to burn my zombie musical station that could change the world. Uh, nope. Dang it! Nope. I love Guillaume, but I don't have use for the two notes as of now, so I'll probably give the pedal a shot because, uh, like you said, if it opens a musical universe, I totally want to discover that... What how's it called? The 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 B zombie zombie the zombie verse. Let's let's discover the zombie zombie, zombie world. Oh, thanks <laughs> for the name of my new track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so definitely the Halo. That's a must buy. That actually will be a buy as soon as I'm able to afford it and you know can figure out where to buy it. And uh, yeah, then I'll probably try to pedal. So as you have one, at some point in in this year or whenever i will probably have a chance to try i could bring it next week with me i'm coming to see you next oh we're, we're together next week oh yeah we're here right, I, right I'll, here. I'll be at, i'll be at in in um good good is it is that right spot on yeah all right yeah. so you bring the pedal and i have a chance to try it that's cool i'll bring the pedal yeah decision oh, lucky made. you first so, show ever we'll be in the same room although let's not count our chickens before they've um hatched yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, may I go to the chat before we re release any more bio-bio-bio information? Yeah, chat please. people, what are you saying? Um, you're saying... Oh, hi, Perfecto, by the way. Perfecto, the, uh, the cast is there. Uh, la, la, la. Craner would... I've missed his message. Craner would buy the, f the zombie... Uh, bu sorry, burn the zombie because he wouldn't know what to do with it. Fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, Studio Camille would burn the zombie. Hee <laughs> hee. Nice. Good way to get rid of them. <laughs> Buy the Latu notes, borrow the Keeley, berate Dan for still not sending Pooh his peer. I, I told Pooh he just needs to send me his credit card information and then he will get that peer in no time. Simple. Simple. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, Crane, I would also borrow the two notes and buy the delay. So okay. Dan's, Dan seems to be winning at the moment. This is, this is not right. What's going on? Sarang would buy the Revolt, woo because it looks futuristic. Borrow the zombie, so that I can write some interesting stuff with it, which must mean that he will burn the Halo, because who needs another delay? Sorry, Dr. Dan. Ow! <laughs> Burnt. Kind of fair, though. <laughs> Valeria would buy the two notes, borrow the pedal, because I'd like to be zombified and burn the delay because I've run out of options. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all it comes down to this yeah. week, Valeria. Yeah. Um, okay, I've done my guess. I don't know how the rest of this show works. Who's guessing next? Uh, uh, can I guess Andy? Okay. Um, Andy would definitely <laughs> buy the... Hmm, maybe the... No, uh, maybe... Hmm, I think the zombie... But he has it already, so it's stupid. <laughs> um, borrow the revolt and burn the delay because he has enough delays. Say something. I, I think this is the first week I am absolutely stumped. At, you're not wrong. But neither I need neither, a multiverse right? in which I yeah. yeah. Oh, the multiverse. Like, multiverse by Bora Burn. The the yep. uh, the answer from the heart. You are absolutely right. Okay. 
have to burn the delay just because, as Valeria said, that's the only option left. Don't want to burn it. Um, love to borrow the, the, the two notes, and I'd have to buy the zombie. But if I was being a sensible guitarist that actually applied those pieces of gear to my situation right now, the most sensible thing for me to, to buy would be the Andy Timmons delay because it would fit nicely in my blues rock rig. And then also to borrow would be the, the, the two notes because it would be a nice sort of backup into the PA just in case or indeed into a power amp and use it fully. So therefore burning my own choice of the thing that I love so much. <laughs> so I'm going to say that, yes, you're right, just so we can move on. But there is another situation in which you're also wrong, but you're right. Does that make sense? Totally. Cool. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh. Burn the metaverse. Oh. There you go, Valeria. She made a good point. Yes. Burn the metaverse. All right. Okay, now you Chris. Have the, the meta the meta coming and, and they'd, with the meta water and I bet water is expensive in the metaverse. Okay. Sorry. Well, maybe we yeah. We burn the metaverse, we start with the meta chorus. All right, uh Chris, um Ha, huh, that's a tough one. Oh, Chris likes tough. Chris likes a good delay sound, so <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm brave enough to say it. He would borrow the revolt, buy the delay, and burn that damn expensive panel because he already has a vast collection of panels. How close is that? Very close. And okay. uh even though I I was thinking about something else. My my order is not better than yours. If you know what I mean. <laughs> like, my 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 list is gonna hurt my soul as much as your version did. <laughs> so actually, right. I'm I'm with Andy, and I will burn what I proposed. <laughs> And not because I'm not super interested in trying it out, but because I just cannot burn a pedal. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I, I'm, no, I'm, uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying the delay, even though I have more than enough delays. I, I would, I'm pretty sure I will melt if I try that one. Uh, and, and I, I'm dying to try the zombie because of all the different tones I've heard in all the Instagram and, and YouTube videos of other people testing it. So, um, uh, I, I cannot wait to try it, so I cannot burn it. So the only thing that is an option that I don't really need in my life is another thing that I would love to try, and I'm pretty sure it's awesome, which is the Revolt. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> I think well, it doesn't make any great, sense. Those were great choices, but also awkward choices. So. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. That's one of the t toughest choices of yeah. Biobar or Burn I've ever had to do. And you know what? Yeah. It's a thing that we created and none of it matters. So <laughs> I've never been, I mean, I've got kids, but never something that I've created has caused me so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been kicked in the nuts this afternoon by my own little boy. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, uh, a, that's something else. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Um, so I guess it's time. It's beyond time that we really, really got to the nitty gritty of today's episode of talking to Chris Barocci and finding out if guitars are too expensive. 
I think we should start maybe with some 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 questions for Chris because people in the chat have been lining mm -hmm. these up and I have been saving some of them. Um, the first one was somebody just it's quite um, quite vanilla question just to warm you up, Chris. Is which Hungarian city slash town are you from? Uh, Budapest. It's the capital, and it's uh, it's an awesome place for sure, and I miss it. And I've just been there a week ago. To visit my parents and some friends, and um, as always, way too short. <laughs> you you never have enough time to to actually get used to the place and enjoy it enough. So yeah, awesome place. If you want to visit, definitely do it. Love it. And great. Can you say great it, how you how you say it? I love the way you say. Budapest. Yeah. Budapest. Budapest. It's. I, I like. <laughs> it's your more chill than you say a sh instead of a, s a yeah. lot. Especially if it's just an S, because that's not an S. It's complicated. <laughs> okay, um, and now, in fact, these three questions are from the same person. <laughs> just noticed. Wow. Uh, from Jan Lawicki is the, is the name. Uh, maybe he pronounced it. Um, this one is, how do you find the time to make all those videos? It must be extremely time consuming, loving your work. Chris, you want to let us in on the secret? Uh, well, there's no secret. Uh, just reduce the amount of time you spend with anything else in your life, including sleeping, uh, is the sad and honest answer. Instead of going out a lot and drinking stuff with buddies, instead of uh, hanging out and playing PlayStation, instead of uh, going in bed before 1 a.m., uh, this is what I'm doing <laughs> pretty much every day. I work for two months, all those hours you work in a normal you know, day job. And then I spend all the hours with my family or whatever else I need to do around the house or whatever. And then when they are sleeping, I'm coming in the studio and start editing videos or answering comments and all that stuff that Andy could tell you a lot about because it's pretty much the same thing, except for the, uh, the day job situation. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Like you work a lot and then you stop for family or friends and then you continue working instead of... <laughs> doing anything else that's awesome so um i have a, a, a um uh what's the word uh deficit deficit then you can help me deficit uh, deficit? Deficit, deficit yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in deficit. in like other hobbies for ah. sure like okay. totally um you know just going out i i am dying to just hang out and drink some beer with some buddies uh, and all those stuff uh you don't get to do a lot if you're doing like that amount of stuff but since mm. i love what i'm doing it's my choice i'm not i'm not complaining i'm not bitching and whatever i'm i'm really glad and i appreciate and and really treasure all that that is happening it's just not healthy i think mm. <laughs> but as long as i love it and it doesn't feel wrong i i know that i'm doing whatever i'm supposed to do and mm. if i feel like uh oh uh oh no no, it's not fun anymore or whatever, then I need to change something. But um, hmm. it's it's not the case. So um, I'm digging it. Yeah. If you allow me to chime in at that point, um, one question. How do you keep the fire burning when working as a, as a day job in the in the musical instruments sphere and also dealing with, with gear and musical instruments as a, as a hobby? How do you kind of avoid to kind of get get tired of everything get sick of another paddle etc and keep that keep that enthusiasm that you always have in your videos uh actually i i know exactly what you're talking about and i do have uh, moments when i'm like i don't care 
Okay. About the next okay. whatever. And okay. those are not very long, though, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, I, I did have, a couple of months ago, actually, I, I also made a video uh, about this, like, what if you're, like, burned out? Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to pick up the guitar. I don't want to uh, watch the next Instagram guitar player post, you know, all those things. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to have to do anything with this. I had a, one or two weeks of this, and I ignored everything that's uh, related to guitar. And then I got back to it with all those little tips I also then uh, mentioned in the video because I, I thought if someone else is going through this, mm -hmm. it might be, uh, might be useful. Uh, you know, just um, inspire yourself with random stuff. Like, don't go for your regular routines. Don't practice and, and none of those things. Just, you know, uh, start doing stuff that are just not, not normal for you. And, um, and, and in, in discover the joy of playing music again and just write maybe just noodle around and just write something a cool melody and then record it before you forget it and then and then maybe do something with that instead of just playing your old licks all mm -hmm. uh, over and over so yeah i i did have um some downs when i felt like oh it's just too much right now but mm -hmm. then i just don't do anything um for a week and then it's all back and i'm like oh, guitar guitar pedals yeah it's a legit question. It's a legit question. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, then uh, we've got some more questions at the bank from other people, but I'd I'd love to get onto this topic about guitars being too expensive because I think Chris, this topic came from you. Okay. Um, and so, certainly we were talking about it like um, uh, if you don't know this about Chris, Chris is often at least over prepared, at least over prepared. At the very, at the very most, he's really, really overprepared. But he was very keen on sort of knowing what we we're going to talk about, and also having the right gear and going out and buying correct cables to make sure they had the right internet connection for the show. <laughs> and basically, Chris made my job this week an absolute breeze. And um, thank you for that. But um, well, this this question that you that you posed has been burning in me for quite a while, and I want to have a, an open discussion about it. And I. I I guess we could kick it off by asking Chris, what's the most expensive guitar you own and why is it that expensive and why that? Uh, uh, it has to be my, my 58 reissue, uh, Les Paul. Yeah. Uh, should I show it or doesn't matter? Yeah. yeah. If, if you can reach it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of wait just a sec. Yeah. So the podcast listeners, they are definitely missing out, but the live stream audience, <laughs> they will enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Ugh. Ugh. Chris is just plugging his I ears back hear. in, so he can't hear us at the uh, moment. Just He's got some very... Uh, I hate putting in in-ears. There he is. He's back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back, and I can hear you. So uh, this is the one. Now, wait, uh, wait. Hang there on. Yeah. Oh, no, I got Jimmy, you, I got you. Jimmy Page inspired. Yes, yes, yeah. This is the one. Well, it's not mirrored. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Nice flame yeah, it's, to it's, it. It's ridiculous, yeah. And what's cool that the flames kind of disappear in the right angle. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, almost very there. Shy. Almost there. Yeah. Very shy yeah. in some angles, but also very flamey in others. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. What's the story behind that guitar? Tell us. Uh, yeah. 
I, I always wanted a really good Les Paul and uh, I had a couple of them and they were really good for certain things but um, I, I'm not really a humbucker player anymore <laughs> not as much as I used to be and, uh, and I'm not into super warm and wooly tones I, I'm into percussive tones so I, I was looking for the right Les Paul for literally years like I'm not, not over acting here or whatever I was trying out pretty much every Les Paul that someone ever had in the showroom since uh, 2015. And uh, most of them were like, you know, really good and other brands doing similar signal cuts like, oh man, this PRS, that, whatever, Tokai, blah, 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 great guitars and whatever, but none of them had that last little something that made me go, oh, take my credit card. And um, and also most of them were really expensive, so I really felt like I have to be a hundred percent sure or more <laughs> to justify that you know saving up that much money for so many years and then just you know throwing it on the desk. Um, okay. So okay. yeah, that's why I was just waiting for the right one, and then um, and then all of a sudden a colleague ordered this for I don't, probably for a customer. They took a picture of it or whatever, or had to weigh it for a customer or something like that because these uh, really expensive guitars um, get this kind of treatment like if you want something above a certain whatever 2000 or whatever the, the price limit is uh, you can have like extra pictures or whatever um, if you if you really want a certain spot on the guitar whatever and um, it was in the shop and uh, I was in the repair shop fixing a guitar restringing whatever and uh, then he just bought it in uh, and he was like, this was Robin, by the way, Andy, you know, oh, you remember cool. Robin. He was like, there was sauce probeer, probeer my dios. And I, I took the guitar in my hands. And I was like, damn you. What is it even? <laughs> Tell me it's not an R9 because those are the most expensive ones. He's like, no, it's an R8, which is a 58 reissue, which is this <laughs> with this amount less expensive and I'm like oh <laughs> come on it's still ridiculous and then I played it and and had it there the next day too and I was like okay no way back no way back I had to I had to find a way to to get it um so yeah I I don't buy expensive guitars very often but if I do I have my reasons it's not I'm not buying it because I want to show off with it because I mean this guitar looks really fancy and this really looks expensive but like my tally that one mm -hmm. uh maybe you can see it yeah kind of uh that looks exactly like um a squire <laughs> now you can yeah that one the the butterscotch bond the, um it just looks like uh, any other fender it could be sure. a squire sure. could be a mexico could be um whatever american vintage or whatever you want to um mm. call it it looks similar enough so i didn't buy it to show off and i don't know pose with it even though it was also pretty expensive um it is just the best telecaster i ever played and i i would pay a million if i had the million and i would not regret it a day um i have a weird uh, uh point of view when it comes to stuff that really mattered to me because um I stopped being angry of something being expensive and not because I can afford everything. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> it's because um, 
I don't know if I can somehow manage to pull it off and wait years and sell stuff and work harder and I don't know all of that and you know eat less I I enjoy the process of building up all that emotional explosion that's about to happen as soon as it's mine yeah. I don't know I, I really enjoy saving up for something that really matters and I just really need to have that something whatever it is mm. and um, I don't mind that I, I think it's healthy to find something too expensive and then deciding on oh, is it gonna be just a dream because I think it's amazing to have dreams or is it something that I can maybe somehow pull off and then and then you know so go on that journey and just lean towards one of those two options all the time and like oh that's never gonna happen oh maybe it's a... <laughs> nah, it's never gonna dude oh we're getting there no why do i have to buy this other thing that's too expensive <laughs> oh we're getting there and and then you buy it and then you're like this is the day of my life i think that's good i think yeah. that's good that that sounds whether it, yeah. good for the soul yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i mean it's it never hurt me and uh, i think it's good to have to wait for stuff for years and years i yeah. think it's a part of us that that should be appreciated more yeah. uh, i mean i'm kind of a patient person except for a few things like with computers i'm i'm throwing them away <laughs> if i have to wait longer than five milliseconds <laughs> for a page to open <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something that really matters, I, I have yeah. my patience and, and I'm working on it. And I think it's something that we should all kind of rediscover because now everything yeah. has to be instant. And yeah. if we see something that's, I don't know, a guitar, 3,000 euros or 2,000 euros, it's like, oh, yeah, we are fine because we can buy one for 200 that's going to be pretty damn good and for 400 or 500 is going to be awesome. So we don't have to worry about that being that expensive. Mm -hmm. If you really want that, well then wait for it, you know, save up stuff, reorganize stuff. If it's just way too expensive, like a, a 15,000 euro, I don't know, one of a kind something, uh, then I just dream of it and it's it's cool. I will never own it and I don't really mind i don't know yeah i think like the the desire to own it the the stronger the desire is or if you really mean it i think you will always find a way to 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 kind of figure it out right even if you're into expensive watches or or something this is not an expensive watch but <laughs> if it's if that <laughs> is important off. if that is important to you to 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 kind of wear a rolex or to drive a porsche i think there are always kind of ways to 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 just you know, somehow or at some point in your life, make that dream come true. Even if you're 65 and you are you're paying that Porsche from your retirement savings or whatever. But you know, I think the it's a matter. I think it adds a lot of lots of weight or importance to certain things if you have to to wait for it. If you cannot just you know pay yeah. it right yeah. away, because yeah, then it's absolutely. that journey of anticipation. It's that journey of kind of appreciating how much work and how much time and how much effort went into actually being able to purchase that. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. imagine if you were a kid, you know, as, as a kid with a single mom, I didn't have a lot of, uh, we didn't have a lot of money and to purchase uh, too many toys, but the few toys I had, I still appreciate to this day. And I still remember, I just sure. like dug out an old 
Wolfpack Lego set the other day that I showed to my daughter and she was completely blown away by it because it looked neat and I was like, yeah, I played with it, but I took good care of it and it still looks almost pristine and she's like, that's so cool, daddy. It's so It looks so old, but it's so still so new and everything and I was like, yeah, enjoy it, but don't, you know, don't destroy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't think this you. is a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is a really... Uh... Um, well, I wouldn't say dangerous subject, but a really complicated one because it really just depends on the continent or the segment of the world you're yeah. living. Because if you're in um, a country where the standard is way below like a European or like, let's say, a Western European standard, sure. even a, a thousand euro guitar is, is probably out of your range. It doesn't matter how much you save up and how old you are and how, yeah. you know, you, you know. Uh, so this is really just because the world is such a, a different, there are so huge differences in, in possibilities and, and chances and whatever. But the funny thing is that whenever I get to see countries like these, which will never be able to afford um, uh, an Ibanez Prestige or a Gibson or whatever, something that's more expensive, mm -hmm. most of these people seem to be way more happy than happy. most of the European people yeah. I know. Yep. So, you know, is that so bad that some stuff are just too expensive or, or super affordable for some and the opposite for some other? Um, that's why, it's, I mean, it's not dangerous because I don't think those who will never be able to afford the stuff I was able to work for and, and afford, I don't feel like being any more than that person. And I really hope that those people will never feel less being less uh, whatever successful whatever uh, because of not being able to afford some other stuff this is just stupid objects it's you know we think they make us happy and to a certain degree they do but what we buy is just inspiration isn't it it's yeah. like something that makes you want to pick up something that you play for a long time and you don't want to get bored by playing it so you purchase something that makes you want to makes you excited again and it works. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. It keeps me playing after 20, whatever, five years. And I love it. And it's um, it's cool. But none of this is necessary. Like, mm. at all. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think we're going pretty deep here. But uh, I, I couldn't agree more. There are so, there, there's also so much so much great music being made with, with let's say, suboptimal instruments. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, Brushy One String. You remember that song, Chicken in the Corn? Yeah. I mean, that has everything. It's got a good groove. It's got cool lyrics. It's just, it's such, it's it's giving me such a great time. And there's no lo-fi, no programming, no d halo delay or anything. It's just a guy who's having the blues and he, he's he's singing his song uh, songs and he's he's having a blast. Um, but I think like if you, if we consider the the uh, kind of hierarchy of needs, I think if you kind of if you have reached a certain level of, of safety needs that are accomplished or, or the belonging needs, etc., the harder you go up that 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 pyramid uh, of of of, uh, of needs, the, the harder it gets to kind of fulfill them. You know, you don't yeah. easily kind of aesthetic needs. Okay, there's plastic surgery, fair enough. But when it comes to more pronounced stuff like self-actualization, <laughs> that is so that is so hard to kind of even even understand what it means and, and understand. What does it mean to myself? 
to reach that or it, it's it, it kind of becomes it becomes much more difficult much more of a maybe even unsatisfying task because you know you th there's a chance that you maybe you never succeed at some point whereas mm -hmm. if you're if you're chasing a certain car or a certain guitar like i said even if you're 65 it's a you might be able to finally purchase that so it's a very materialistic and very like almost basic kind of thing you know something that is just yeah. a thing you know yeah. whereas yeah. staying healthy staying smart uh, to, uh being able to to uh, speak different languages that's mu it's much harder and it requires so many so many uh, different skills um yeah. i think it's yeah. a it's a very tricky topic to, to yeah. kind of differentiate what it means in certain in certain uh, on, on certain continents or in certain countries. Yeah, I think it's I also think the case key... then. Sorry, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. I talk enough. Um, the, the fact that sometimes um, we own things and sometimes things own us. Own, yeah, and I I experience this a lot because of my job. The, there is now no divide between Andy the guitar YouTuber and Andy the guitar player because I'm just surrounded by it all the time. And as we talked to Chris earlier about his, you know, the, the keeping the fire alive, I, I suffer, you know, in the most least way possible from that often. And I almost sometimes get sick of seeing guitars. I'm looking at them right now. And I remember, <laughs> I just remember being a teenager thinking, I, I, this is my, this is my life. This is everything. And then I look sometimes and think, oh, God, you know, look at all these guitars. And I think sometimes they they own me rather than mm -hmm. the other way around. I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not inspired to put, make music with them, but you have to maintain them. And then I feel bad when I pick up a guitar that I haven't restrung mm -hmm. in a few months. And then I'm making a video and I'm like, oh, God, I can't play that guitar because I haven't restrung it. And mm -hmm. it's a ridiculous problem to have, of course. It's, it's certainly not a complaint. It's more... A reflection upon myself and how I need to reassess what it is I'm doing um, and it's so hard to as a youtuber to lose touch of what actual real people are experiencing and I've just talked about that really expensive zombie pedal and I know how ridiculous some of the things I've said have been and I know how um, unfair it is that I was sent that not that I didn't work my butt off to get to where I am and work my butt off with that pedal but it is ridiculous to not have to just have that turn up at my door you know mm -hmm. um, and it is ridiculous to have this amount of guitars in a room I mean there's it's it's insane um, be careful what you wish for, I guess, is what I'm also saying, because many people would love to be in the position where like, I, I've got so many guitars, I can't even walk through a room. Just be <laughs> careful, you know. <laughs> Again, not a complaint. No, um, just a flex. <laughs> yeah. It's not a flex. It's not a flex. It's, it's a <laughs> I know, responsibility. I know. It, it's I, I know you're joking, but it is absolutely a responsibility. Um, and then I feel the responsibility to the people that watch my videos and the people that are watching right now that you have to have respect for all these things. You have to have respect for the people that made these guitars, the people that went to work that day and worked their butt off to build that instrument that you're thinking, oh God, another one, or, or I'll just move that out of mm -hmm. the way so I can put this new one in. Mm. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So I think what you said about Chris, about the like, people losing touch and, uh, and people having to be aware that nothing too materialistic um a guitar is nothing unless you pick it up and make music with it and yeah, almost exactly. every guitar 
will will have a song in it you know yeah yeah, yeah totally some are easier uh, to, to coax out than others yeah exactly uh, actually i've seen a, a comment sorry to no, go for it go for it <laughs> to take over your show but uh i, I think it was ffx uh frank that has to be frank um yeah Frank, yeah. Such, uh, such a cool dude. And uh, he asked us if we would be able to, apart from our instruments, it's like a couple of... Yes. May I, may I read it? Or do you want to read that's, it? Uh, no, 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 go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, would you... Would, <laughs> shall I read it? Can I read it? Would any of you guys be able <laughs> and willing to part ways with all of your guitars and start from zero, like starting with the next guitar that feels right and take it from there? Chris Barocci. Oh, why do I have to start? Already a disappointment. Uh, I would like if my house uh, caught fire and I had to run out of this room right now, and I was sure that my family is safe. I would literally just grab my telly, and I would definitely grab my telly, even if I got burned a bit. Um, it's uh, not because I couldn't keep on doing what I'm doing without that. Definitely, I would find another whatever guitar that would speak to me that much, but. This is at this point uh, borderline family like that. That object is not an object anymore. If you know what I mean, um, mm -hmm. yeah. it's it's just beyond that. And uh, the rest, I would cry literally long, but I would I would leave it behind. Yeah, yeah, but not not that one thing. And I never felt that before. So that has to be special in a way. And after a couple of years of playing guitar. Um, I had some absolutely amazing guitars I played so long, seven strings and, um, you know, Music Man, Ibanez, all kinds of stuff I loved. And I, uh, phew, uh, you cannot imagine the amount of emotions I had for those things. And I still love mm -hmm. those guitars. I know who owns them, all, all of them, uh, friends who, who <laughs> bought them for me. It's, it sounds a little bit scary. I still no, no, no. I know yeah. where you are. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, those are guitar. still very important for me, but I would uh, not consider them being more than just a guitar still. Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah. 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 Dan, what's up with you? Uh, I, was, I was thinking a lot about it. I have two guitars that, I mean, basically, I actually often had the, the thought about what if <laughs> I you know, maybe sold everything because like, I don't like case queens and most often I sell stuff. Um, but I have two guitars that I would definitely not give away. One is a guitar that my mom who passed away uh, had made for me with a special personal engraving, etc. So that's more like a, a piece of memory also and not just an instrument. And then the other one is the AT100, one of the very few that Sugi made back in 1999. And uh, which is very special, very dear to me because I never liked the look, but I immediately fell in love uh, when I played it. So I actually was chasing a, a similar guitar and, and found one after a, quite a long search. But with respect to the um, many, many, many other guitars I have, I don't think I would be much less happy if I sold it like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. really think so. Because, my, frankly, I'm, I'm playing most of the time. I'm playing the AT100, and sometimes I'm playing the, my mom's guitar. And apart from that, the rest is just icing on the cake. But it's not like the the baseline needs as a guitar player that I have. Yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. I like it. I think Andy? there would be something fun. Oh, kick the bucket then. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone just kick a bucket? Um, no. <laughs> maybe it was me. I think it would be fun <laughs> and certainly a challenge to start from zero again. I think that would yeah. be 
Like, as we spoke at the beginning of the episode about rediscovering, like hearing your favorite band for the first time again, or, or watching your favorite TV show, or whatever, or meeting your love for the first time again, like having all those feelings, that would be, you know, a, a, an amazing uh, experience. And starting from zero would never be the same because for me now I know things that I like. Whereas when I grew up with guitar, you, you change. And Chris, as you were saying, you've gone from seven strings, and I know you've had some pretty metal guitars in the past, and now you're with a telly, um, as many people do. I think it'd be an interesting choice, but it's, it would almost like be like because I've had these guitars in my collection, I'd be refilling that collection rather than starting from zero and re-experiencing it yeah but if someone uh, i just the thought came to mind i was talking to scott from chernobyl studios who uh who left the ukraine recently uh for very clear reasons he had to leave everything behind and he was telling me the story of when he closed the door on his studio for the last time and had to leave all his guitars, all his studio things, all his YouTube gear as well, his amps, absolutely everything, and had to leave with his family and carry the things that he could carry. And it was a, you know, there were many reasons that story is, is upsetting, but I, I actually thought of myself like leaving this door closed, you know, and leaving everything. Of course, there are things more important than everything that's in this room right now, but again my telly i would i would have to find a way to take it okay because of the emotional connection and it's it's purely emotional and music and emotion can never be separated or at least i don't, I don't believe mm -hmm. they should be now if i could if i could carry two guitars it would be the i have an atkin 43 acoustic guitar it's a j45 based on buddy holly's from 1943 and I just played it today, and every time I play that guitar, it just makes me feel deep, deeply. It's an acoustic guitar, and it's just round and warm, and it just sings. And you can play the most basic chord on it, and it just sounds, to me, like exactly what a guitar should sound like. It's perfection. Also, it's not perfection, because it's a second, because there's something wrong with the wood. That, make, that makes me love it even more, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I I couldn't start from zero. I don't know where I'm going with this or where we're going, but if I did, I would probably skip all the Squires, Harley Bentons, cheaper guitars, and have three or four excellent guitars. That's what I'd aim for. Once once I'd bought a guitar that I could do my job with, mm -hmm. I would skip the lower. No. I'm, I might go for the 150 Harley Benton. I've got one here, the, the TE62, and I love it because it's an absolute surprise for the money that I, I bought. I would skip the 400 euro guitars. I would skip the everything between 400 to probably 1200, mm -hmm. unless there was one that you know, did the job and was way above it. I think, I think when you're spending 600 to 1200 euros, unless that is the guitar for you, if you're buying it just to get to the next step, I think you're wasting your money. Hmm. Oh, that's a bold statement. Okay. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that if you're dreaming of that Les Paul, Chris, and, and the, the Gibson Les Paul that costs four grand or five grand or whatever, and you'll just buy this 1200 euro one to make do with, mm -hmm. I think there's very little point. Why not buy the 
the cheaper 400 one and, and invest some time in it. Uh, now, now I, I get what you mean because I was about to disagree heavily, <laughs> peacefully but heavily, um, because of all the details of a, let's say a thousand or twelve hundred euro guitar compared to a two hundred euro one. Um, but if the point is that what you would really want costs way, way, way more than that fifteen hundred or, or uh, yeah. one thousand, then I get you then you're probably right. Why not getting something that's like really affordable and feels awesome and then work on it? Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm uh, unless, not unless you're not a tweaker. Guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Because but if you're I not a tweaker, you just want something that works, that has really good pickups, a really nice hardware, tuners that will hold, um, you know, the, all the right materials and everything and parts that will not die in like six months because that's something, again, that people don't really think about, but it's it's stupid to w walk to a, a guitar store and or, I don't know, f have phone calls because of warranty and stuff. Um, but um, But most likely, if you spend more, these details will be upgraded heavily. And no one even thinks about these. It's like, oh, come on, those are just parts. See, yeah, but you will hate not having those good enough when the day comes. So there's a point in uh, in just getting something. You don't have to mod it. You don't have to do anything with it. It's going to be a very stable work and good looking guitar for like 1200 or 800 or whatever. So uh, that's why I was almost <laughs> heavily disagreeing. But well, I, got, I guess I what I'm saying, point. sorry to, to backtrack on what I said. What I'm really saying is the aim of the thing you want and don't aim for something that's that's going to stop you from that saving. You know, get something that does the job. Yeah. Almost any guitar will do the job you need to do. Yeah. You just might have to put up with a few little problems here and there, and, and learn how to fix stuff, and and watch one of Chris's videos, or, or watch all of Chris's videos to learn <laughs> how to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. And uh, finally, we got to the point of talking about the subject of this video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is really like, are guitars too expensive? Uh, in a way, sure, of course. It depends on your budget, again. Uh, for some, you know, a 1500 euro PRS uh, private stock is like, yeah, sure. I get one this week. I get two maybe next month because I like those colors and it's a limited run and I want to have it because I'm a collector. So what is expensive really? Um, for most of us, uh, as soon as guitars are being produced in the country of origin of that brand, and this fits to most brands, whether it's a, a Japanese, an American, a German or whatever brand, a British, whatever it is, it becomes it feels like it's overpriced because there are so many so affordable and so good guitars on the market. Earlier, this was very different. Like when I started in the uh, late 90s or mid 90s, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it was clear what you're paying for. Like if you got a, um, let's stick to a Japanese Ibanez, that was my dream. And I, I felt in the shop where I went in like, I know why this is way more expensive than my uh, my whatever 400 euro RG15DX, whatever the exact name was. Um, it just felt different in every way. And it mm -hmm. kept the tuning and it sounded better. And it's like, it's so clear. It costs three times as much because it's three times as good. 
that's not not the case anymore. Um, you grab any um, affordable guitar of almost any brand, and it will feel awesome, and it will feel this close to something that's I don't know 2K or 3K. And uh, that's why you would say, I mean, that's why I think so many people say like all those uh, American or Japanese made guitars are just overpriced. And why would you pay 2000 whatever for an AZ, uh, you know, a Japanese one? Or why would you pay that much money for a PRS or for a, a Gibson, which loves to be bashed? Um, it's, it's all the same. It, those cost that much because they have costs and you don't pay the cost of that production. You pay multiple times that money because of the pro process of that guitar being produced until it arrives in your hands. It's a very long journey and a lot of people need to get their money and a lot of cost will come in the way and it will make everything more expensive. And if these guitars are not made in Indonesia or Vietnam or China or whatever, they cannot be cheaper. They just cannot be cheaper. And I'm guessing more money is being made with affordable guitars than with expensive guitars. I, I didn't do research, but that's my guess. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't think it's bad having expensive guitars that can be dream guitars, whether they're reasonable or not. Reasonable, nothing is reasonable above 800 euros, if we're realistic. But who cares about reasonable uh, things that we're talking about guitars and music and, and something that should awake emotions and inspire uh, inspiration inspiration thank thank you thank you Chris that's the word um, yeah I think it's it's good to have expensive stuff because we have really good affordable stuff and then what what's the, what's the problem what is over what is too expensive I don't mm. I mean, hot take from my side. I, w I would, I would counter argument. I would say, we've never had better guitars at a super cheap price point of let's say 150 to 200 bucks, yeah. and we never had more options of ridiculously expensive guitars that cost a multiple of what is reasonable. Those guitars should cost, but they also create that sort of what Andy was talking about of of hype or or uh, exclusivity that a small amount of people are still looking for and would not have considered if there wasn't such a thing because you yeah. know if we talk about the framing if we talk about okay we have a let's talk about a ibanez just as as a random example uh, if you have if you have an ibanez in the realm of let's say 10k that's handmade and it's customized after your specs and you have an ibanez for two and a half k that's made in Japan and has all the bass and whistles, and you have the uh, an equal guitar made in uh, made in uh, Indonesia at twelve hundred euros, and you have a, a lower spec guitar for four hundred euros. You have that kind of spectrum of options, and depending in you know how big your wallet is, and depending on at what stage of your musical journey or, or guitarist journey you are, you can pick from from either options and with all those options you get the optimum of quality but the price tag is is is, is vastly differently so basically isn't that isn't that something that that is also new for our industry that i mean we had we had expensive guitars from the big players like gibson for for ages but I th to me it feels like a lot of brands are branching out towards that extravaganza as well so it's not just Martin and, and Gibson that are having a 15K guitars. It's also, let's say, a 
a Chavel limited edition or an Ibanez limited edition or you know there there's there are more options in both extremes so to say what do you think about yeah. that yeah it, totally because there's an audience for that and uh, most people will call these overpriced because they are way too expensive for what they are mm -hmm. they're just guitars but these objects are not being seen as guitars these are seeing being seen as as um, an object of of your dream or something that's collectible and will become even more expensive within a few months as soon as mm -hmm. it's sold out everywhere in the world and it's a limited run uh, i've seen that with the mark knopfer um, gibson uh, models i think 300 uh, pieces were made and uh, and we've seen the new prices which was you know high 5k ish whatever within nine months i've heard a colleague looking at it like used market 15 a few months later 20 and i'm like those are stupid who didn't get one because yeah, you yeah. just sit on it and then you you know you make money with it. so they are obviously not overpriced because people are buying them and uh, collecting them and whatever they shouldn't be bought as like oh finally i have a a, a reasonable guitar this is mm. this is good enough finally i have one that's not the point of this so um if you wanna... what you described is basically an investment. If you purchase a guitar because you think it has an, an estimated value that might skyrocket within a couple of months, it's just like an investment perspective. It's like buying stock or buying buying a, a an old-timer that you can sell in a couple of years. Um, I think that's a little bit different if you compare it because this is not a... This is not a, a a good that's that's being used on everyday basis. That's more like an investment good where you, you kind of, you know, borrow your money because you can't spend it otherwise because at, at the moment there's no interest if you put it in the bank or, you know, the stock market has crashed or, I don't know, Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all those kind of things, they have kind of pl uh, plunged. So that's a, it's like gold or silver or it's just a, like an, like another outlet for for your riches to, to kind of, you know, flow in. Whereas, whereas with a guitar that you're going to play, you don't mind a ding or a dong that it gets when you when you play it and when you scratch it on stage. It just yeah. it means to make music. It's a tool for a working musician. And I think between those two universes, you got, you've got to differentiate a little bit more. And I strongly think that what makes you happy is in that workhorse realm. It's the things you actually use to create stuff, whereas the other, the investment goods is... Which is which is nice to have, but you can easily just get rid of that because there's no emotional connection to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I never ever wanted to buy anything. Doesn't matter if it's super cheap or super expensive. That I mind if it gets dinged and scratched mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I have three expensive guitars. <laughs> um, well, three which. Which are the most expensive ones, the the Les Paul, the Tele, and my ES three thirty, and um, and uh, all of them have little dings and stuff. And I didn't buy them because I wanted to keep them in a I don't know behind glass or whatever. I took them because these were the best of their types, and I wanted to have these because of the neck profile, the sound, the whatever. And uh, my son took care of my Les Paul. <laughs> the headstock is <laughs> you cannot see maybe in the camera but it's all dinged everywhere every little corner because it fell over on the on the tuner this is bent okay <laughs> it hit the floor dong like this so um yeah 
but it's fine because it's uh, my guitar that but it's, it's I an used to play the, music. At the very least, and, it's a tool. Uh, yeah. It's as as we've said, it's not the investment. It's you can't. There are people that have guitars that they don't dare touch. Um, I once I once went to a, a friend's house when I was about twelve, maybe thirteen, and he had a, a Gretsch Countryman from the sixties, and. Um, they had a house, like an open plan house, where you could see the stairs on both sides, and the young son of, of the younger brother of my friend, um, decided that he wasn't getting enough ten attention. And I saw the Gretsch countryman go down the stairs, like the headstock body, headstock body, headstock body. Oh! And I didn't even know what it was at that age, but I could just see that's and it hurt. But yep. the dad didn't care. I mean, he had a lot of money, but. He didn't care because it still played, and you know it. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a, a, a an ornament for sure, mm -hmm. but um, also it was quite amazing the sound it made. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's there's I know we're gone over time, but there there is something I wanted to touch on, and that is a sort of a, a kind of one of those pet peeves of mine, and that is that when someone says, and it has come up in the chat more than once. Um, no guitar should cost over 1,000 euros, or no guitar should cost over 500 euros, or you know, whatever that fee, whatever that number is. And I have to say that when people, at the, at the, uh, the risk of losing, you know, um, friends, uh, when people write things like that, it just screams inexperience to me. <laughs> and I don't, I try not to sound arrogant like that at all, but um, you can get phenomenal guitars. I've got a, a 150 euro guitar right there. It is phenomenal. I love it. I dig it. I play it. It, it sounds great. It feels great. I've got a three and a half thousand euro guitar right there. That are both of these that I bought. There is a significant difference between these instruments. <laughs> and if you've never, I'm not saying, I'm not. It's not elitism. But if you've only ever played a 500 euro guitar, how do you know that a guitar is not worth more than 500 euros? It's not always the same return you get on investment. In fact, someone wrote, like, if you buy a 500 euro Epiphone or a 5,000 euro Gibson, the 5,000 euro Gibson is not 10, uh, 10 times better. It's 20% better at most. Not. Absolutely not, yeah. Sure yeah. not. Yeah. Always diminishing returns. But every mm -hmm. time, you've got to look at it. It's so It's so easy for for some reason it's guitars they're instruments people don't say this about the brass word or cellos cellos are ten thousand euros mm -hmm. people don't mm -hmm. say you know that that cello is too expensive you can get one from toman for 349 <laughs> euros you know it's yeah. a ridiculous thing to say it just shows that people do not understand the instrument they're playing if they're having fun fine but don't poo on my fun <laughs> my my only <laughs> sorry my only issue with this kind of statement is um that i cannot imagine how someone can honestly love whatever and then say that it should not cost more than x mm -hmm. uh, yeah you would kill everything about that universe if you set a limit to it and uh, it's not like everyone needs an expensive guitar in his life because you can play awesome, sound awesome, and be super happy with never touching any of the custom guitars and whatever. 
it's not about that it's about the 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 respect and just pure love for that whatever in this case an instrument i want guitars to be collectibles i want them to be affordable too i want them to look wacky and i want them to look perfectly traditional and this variety only exists if everything is allowed and you will find yeah. an audience for everything so whoever says that's all crap it should not be more than that that is that sounds like he's not really loving guitars after all i mean that's probably not the case but that's that's my impression of a, a statement like this mm. is that why it's very materialistic no to whatever? yeah yeah um i find also that um, I see people because I, I follow Facebook groups and, and when doing research on my videos, people that say I've just bought another insert budget guitar brand here this month and mm -hmm. next month I'm getting this. So mm -hmm. they're buying, let's say 200, 300 euro guitars every month. And if that's making them happy, of course, I'm totally cool with that. I'm not, not you know, pooing on their fun. But um, then don't complain that other guitars are too expensive because you could have done the Chris Barocci method and saved everything for that Les Paul. It makes no sense when people complain about this thing to me. It, mm. You either love yeah. guitar or you don't. Well, you don't. It's not black and white. It, but it, It's also really funny how, I mean, I, I have a lot of very affordable stuff that I just modded and two kid guitars that, uh, wait, it's so hard to point at something in mirror. This one. Uh, which was the first uh, Harley Band kit that I bought. I mean, the neck is not a Harley Band kit, but could be, you know. Uh, and then this one I built now because of this challenge thingy. And both are absolutely ridiculous guitars and sound amazing, play amazing, blah, blah, blah. But mostly, for some reason, I tend to play my Les Paul and my Tele the most because those are just my babies. Mm -hmm. And those happen to be the most expensive. And those videos where I use these guitars appear to have the most amount of compliments, like, oh, that tone, oh, that's ridiculous. But, you know, the next day you see, like, ah, oh, Gibson, <laughs> uh, custom shop, ah, oh, snobs. And it's like, yeah, but <laughs> you also find them awesome. Just yeah. what? Uh, what? You know, why not just let those be what they are? And just not buying them if you don't like them, right? Yeah. Like, if I had more money, I would obviously buy a lot more things just for fun. But I have more guitars than I need, honestly, already, and um, and I don't, I don't mind anything. Like I would never play a headless guitar privately. I would play it for fun, like in a video or on a gig. For well, why not? But I would not want to own one because it's just not my personality. But I would never say like uh people playing headless guitars are stupid because they are not <laughs> they are awesome <laughs> people and they just prefer different things you know so uh, yeah i think the the inexperienced part is is something that's that, that that speaks out of that because if you also if you consider that just from a manufacturer perspective if you if you talk about certain uh thresholds of prices or certain uh, levels these are always Fluct always changing you know it's 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 fluctuating it's like inflation where the prices are higher it's also that uh, salaries are getting higher in certain countries so what in the 70s had had been an import guitar made in japan that was considered inexpensive is nowadays an import guitar made in uh indonesia for instance whereas you can easily buy a korean guitar or a chinese guitar 2k and upwards 
So I think what people need to understand is that, um, of course, like like Andy already said, the it's diminished returns, but it's also what you buy is also um, a a diminished margin of error because the production is more precise, the the raw materials are more precisely sourced, and and everything is more like a well-oiled machine with more experienced and with more, uh, let's say, quality. And uh, you might and and I played amazing squires that blew every fender guitar up to 2k out of the window or out of the water at any time but i also played a lot of crappy ones so what you actually buy is that if you pay for the price premium you actually pay for less variance when it comes to quality you pay for a more stable quality level and more selection and more let's say pre selected materials from manufacturer side and this is yeah. where where sometimes people are a little bit mistaken and also uh, I've, I've seen some comments here uh, where people say back in the day guitars were less expensive i don't think so if you if you if you um, adjust for inflation and you consider what a les paul or an es335 would cost back in the day and consider what they had as a as a median income per week or per month I don't think the guitars have become more expensive. I think the the opposite is the case. They have become less expensive. And nowadays, if you if you are in the market for for certain models, even from various countries, you have such a variety that you can purchase yeah. from. You have yeah. Fender Fender Boxer series made in Japan for thirteen hundred bucks. You can buy an Ibanez Genesis for nine nine nine. You can buy uh, I don't know U.S. made guitars or even German made guitars. Tone Fox limited runs for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. It really comes down to what your expectation is, and uh, everyone who's making a statement that uh, a guitar cannot justify a certain price definitely needs to spend some quality time with a guitar that is far up there and that he, he won't even consider buying, but just to have to have made the experience of how an expensive guitar can feel and sound like if you get to spend some quality time with it and i think that makes all the difference yeah now stepping down yeah. from my soapbox <laughs> that was a nice monologue i enjoyed it no no really no without joking. Up there. Uh, <laughs> no actually uh, to to summarize the whole thing Please, i don't think guitars are too expensive i think and and they've become way more expensive than earlier. I absolutely agree with Dan with this uh, inflation thing. It's a, a certain type of guitar was always a bit too expensive for a European person. Like, you know, wages are different, obviously, but um, what definitely became way too expensive is uh, food and gas. Mm -hmm. If if we wanna, <laughs> but that's a different story, and that's an actual story that matters and is uh, is a Absolutely. a big problem because of how things are happening. So I think that's where we should, you know, spend our worrying hours uh, at, and and not about why is a, a made in USA guitar, whatever, at least eighteen hundred euros or whatever. Um, we don't need to get one to sound awesome and to have all the fun that we could have uh, but it's an option and if we want to we can um, you know save up for it and and then we're really happy to have it so it's it's all good I don't think I don't think guitar prices are an issue uh, all other prices are an issue <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I'm getting two I'm getting, euros 50 for diesel gas right <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous and I'm, I'm just getting my my How gas much? tank fueled 
I had like to do two, something. not, not two fifty. Yeah. Today I, I was driving by a, a gas station, two euros thirty three cents per yeah. liter. Yeah. And I'll I'll get my gas tank fueled for the house uh, heating um, tomorrow. And bye okay. bye, bye vacation bye, this year. No, yeah. no, not this one. This this is not on you know credit or whatever. But yeah, I I didn't buy a guitar for three years. By the way. Um, and no vacation neither because we need heating next winter. So mm. that's an issue, you know. Not not guitar prices, I think. No, definitely. No. But it will be interesting to see if this will actually have an, an impact on guitar sales because you know, and I mean, we digress here big time. But we we have seen like very very significant growth for acoustics and electrics and. Uh, ukuleles etc it will be interesting to see how the whole industry will kind of react because nowadays people are faced with more basic uh, challenges you know like you said like making sure that you have oil in your tank or making sure that you get fresh bread on the table and and those things they have become so super expensive whereas the prices for guitars haven't increased by let's say 50 percent or something we talk about 10 50 That's maybe natural 10%. inflation yeah correct and this no. is more or less like a natural inflation don't no, give it is. And ideas. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Sorry. No, but it's 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 really wicked to see that, and uh, I think we will we will come to, may, we might come to a sit in a situation where people are gravitating towards that, those kind of investments that are hobbyist investments and need to spend their money on, like I said, the basic stuff, and that yeah, could hurt yeah. us in the long run, like all of us, because then we have more less money available for our preferred hobby, you know. It's too hard to answer. I guess we'll see yep. how how and what happens and when. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. yeah, that's that's the the big question. Yeah, yeah, it's but a question definitely for another day and a topic that we could not possibly even pretend to be educated nope. enough to answer on this show. Nope. Um, but you I know what? Or not. <laughs> Is it good enough? <laughs> the good part is at least everyone can check out your videos, Chris, and also your videos, Andy. Yeah, and can I can get save in... the world. Yeah, I mean it's tiny One fuzz steps. pedal at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's t-shirt content, saving the world one fuzz pedal at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> might actually make might actually make that so I can sell some t-shirts and buy some more fuzz pedals. <laughs> Oh, Alrighty. the sale of this T-shirt went towards a fuzz pedal. There's a T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Something but else, uh, needs a bit of work. Needs a bit of work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I could uh, often on this show we can often blether on for even longer, especially when we're so close as we are, and it's just I forget that there's actually people watching and listening, and we're just talking uh, like like three old men at the moment complaining. So yeah. two white men. Yeah. Uh, three three white men. Yeah, but I, I, if I may summarize what we've been talking about, about guitars getting more expensive, is that I think we're going to agree that you do not need an expensive guitar to make music. I think that's pretty clear. However, if someone wants to buy a 15,000 euro guitar, just let them and, and go about your thing and, and don't let it affect you. Put the keyboard and, down, walk away. And and some of those people who buy the expensive ones have a good reason for it, like an actual guitar player reason, and some don't. And that's fine, too. Mm -hmm. Doesn't affect you. Let yep. them do it. Let them do it. All right. 
Chris Barossi, Valeria, thank you so and, much for your time. And Dan, thank you so much for the uh, for the uh, the plug in the chat. I've just seen uh, oh, the subscribe to Chris channel. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Valeria, miss you, miss you. Yeah, I've put it on the screen there. Mm, thank you. <laughs> now now yeah. I did something. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, to everyone on the podcast who's, who's listening, uh, who's listening to the show, make sure to check out Chris's Instagram and Chris's YouTube channel. There's great content. How often do you how often do you publish videos? Twice a week? Um, one, no, just one, just one, one video. One, that's, one a week. Yeah, that's all I can manage. <laughs> yeah, well, there goes so much heart and so much enthusiasm into all those videos. They are amazing. So check them out. Like very knowledgeable, great content. It's not like flashy and then you forget about it. It's really you can learn. So Chris puts the K in credibility. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yes. yes. In other words, it's boring stuff for old people. No, 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 no. No, it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. And while you're there, make sure to like subscribe to his channel and also give us a five-star rating on the Guitar Stories podcast because we need your help on iTunes, on Spotify, and all the platforms you're listening to. You know, if you already gave us a five-star rating, just grab your cell phone from your wife or your daughter or whatever just like you know leave us a nice comment and give us a rating it will help us to you know get more great guests like chris on the show and provide some more banter and chat about expensive and lesser expensive guitars in the upcoming weeks <laughs> thank you very much thanks for listening to us on the podcatchers out there thanks for everyone in the live chat i think we had like 70 80 people throughout the whole show that's amazing wow yeah. cool and thanks chris for being a, an amazing guest Thank you it so much, so much. I am so humbled. You guys are amazing. <laughs> really. Go on. Right. Um, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I can just. Are you uh, writing it down? I don't need to have the last words. So, um, Dan, give us the last word, and I'll just press the button to end the show. Thanks. Oh no, that's pressure. Oh, 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 uh, uh, play the guitar, meet nice people, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.